Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Business with the Stars. My name is Najma and in this week's episode we are going to have our second book review which is The Blue Ocean Strategy. So The Blue Ocean Strategy is a marketing theory and a business book written by two INSEAD professors Chan Kim and René Mauborne. And the book was published back in 2004, so 16 years ago, and was subsequently published again twice, once in 2015 and then the second and last time in 2017. So what the book talks about is uh, the number of opportunities that are basically untouched that actually uh, make the comp- makes the competition uh, irrelevant to whatever you're trying to do. So what the blue ocean basically is, is anything that is related to the unexplored new market areas. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to review with you on the first part of our episode, the book structure, and then I will talk about specific examples that were given in the book to illustrate uh, the book structure and the different concepts and principles uh, that are in the book. So the book is structured in three parts. The first one is differentiation and low cost. The second part is how to create a new demand. And then the third part is about people. So basically the people that will help you implement these principles. So the first part, differentiation and low cost, uh, basically talks about how you as a very unique person is always going to have a different way of looking at things that will make sense for other people. And that's something that is very uh, unique to you again. So basically has no competition. So the way, for example, you will look at any kind of product or service and you want to sell it the way you think has value because you know that there is a specific market that hasn't been touched yet or even addressed, then it will work out because you are bringing to the table something that is completely new and innovative. So here, the, this part of the book specifically uh, talks about how differentiation uh, makes, uh, basically, you are the different, the different um, let's say, um, aspect to it, whether it's an industry or product or service. But the part that is low cost is how you're going to look at it from your point of view. So they talk about uh, eliminating cost completely. So for example, you have companies that because they have just a very big budget can afford to do things that can really completely be removed in, and do the product or the service just as efficient. Then you have how to reduce costs. So here we are talking about uh, certain areas of a company or service or product that are, that are not entirely necessary, but do play a significant role in the industry, for example. So when you look at a product, so you talk about production, right? So the manufacturing cost of certain materials cannot be completely eliminated, but there is a way that you don't have to need, you don't need a factory, for instance. So here you can reduce the cost of production and make it, and make it cheaper. 
and also just simply by thinking of a completely new service or completely new product will also create a differentiation and obviously a low cost because you are starting it with also a different target or revenue. Uh, because again, when you're creating something, the costs that you have to cover are never going to be the same as a big company or a big or a big corporation. So here again, creating a new product, a new service, a company uh, that with a market that doesn't even exist or people won't even think about it, um, it definitely will work because your environment and your way of solving problems are really particular to you and where you're from and how you think. And definitely there are always people that are looking for that, uh, but maybe there's no one that has the courage to actually do it. So that's what they call really the blue ocean is that you as a human being, whatever you bring is always going to have someone to buy from you. So the second part of the book is create the new demand. So a little bit touching on what exactly I just talk about at the end of the first part here creating the new demand is going to be exactly about that meaning you have a market and you have boundaries that have been created but these boundaries have been created by certain people because they had a certain vision so your own vision is enough to actually reconstruct these boundaries or breaking them and creating your own rules and creating your own boundaries again because that's a service or a product that you see will work. So in the second part, create a new demand. It's about reconstructing market boundaries and looking at the bigger picture, a new market space, uh, even looking beyond maybe an existing demand, but maybe there are certain areas that haven't been covered yet. And that too will work because it will always bring a new type of customers. And then the last and the third point, uh, which is the third part of the book, is about key implementation principles. And here the book talks about people. So, I mean, you know that people uh, is a topic that I talk very often in my episodes and because obviously companies are run by people. So you need to implement these rules with people around you that actually believe that it's possible to do that. So when we talk about breaking market boundaries and rebuild them, reconstructing them, and even creating new boundaries, obviously you cannot do that on your own. So you need people that believe in that vision. You need people that believe in what you're saying and that will help you with a strong commitment to actually implement these rules and these new strategies. So basically overcoming the fear of change, because even when you have a message, having people that really believe in you will help actually um, talk about your message everywhere and spread it. So the third part of the book basically talks about how to implement these principles with the people around you. So the second part of our episode on this book review, Blue Ocean Strategy, is going to be examples. So the book uses many examples across industries to actually demonstrate how to break out of traditional competition. 
And the book, again, has many, many companies here for the sake of uh, time and for our episode and just to make the book review more interesting and focused, I only selected two. So the first company that I selected is Nintendo. Uh, so all of you know Nintendo, the gaming company. And then the second one is called Yellowtail. So Nintendo basically um, is a gaming company quite known. And in 2006, they launched a product that is called uh, the Wii. And the Wii basically was a very particular product that actually broke uh, boundaries because for the first time, Nintendo or even in the gaming industry, we had a console that was wireless. So that was the first feature that basically Nintendo introduced. The second one was that Wii was actually uh, a console that you could actually uh, step onto, physically put your feet on it and actually uh, play with it at any age to get fit and even to work out. So that was something that was really new that opened the number of people that actually could see themselves even buying a console or even thinking about gaming with that mindset. And it wasn't only for uh, young people or teenagers that just like video games. And this is something, for example, that PlayStation didn't have or even Xbox did not have. So here again, you talk about making your competition completely irrelevant because they brought to the market a product that was very unique and innovative. And then the second um, company example is called Yellowtail. So Yellowtail, actually, I didn't know about this company. I actually know about it by reading the book. And Yellowtail is an Australian wine company. And as per the book, it's the fastest uh, growing wine company in the U.S. history. So what exactly did they do um, so differently that actually made uh, wine so particularly, uh, let's say, attractive, which is not specifically, again, a new product per se? So... Talking about elimination and reducing, what they did is that they completely abandoned the whole image of one being prestigious and aging. So they put in place a product that is very simple, very accessible, uh, very easy to understand. So they also completely eliminated every complex vocabulary around wine that makes people being very intimidating when they actually buy wine. So when you go to a restaurant, it can actually make you feel a little bit nervous when you don't know anything about wine to even order that. So when you look at Yellowtail, and I invite you to actually go to their website, you will see that they have just two types of wine and it's white wine and red wine. And it's actually very well even packaged because if you look at the bottles, the white one, the bottle is white, so transparent, and the red one, the bottle is just red. And they actually have a pink bottle that is for the rosé. 
So it really makes sense and it's very simple and even the logo is very fun. It's a yellow orange kangaroo and I really like it because it really makes it very much attractive and again accessible for anyone that wants to buy one to be able to buy it without really feeling like they have to understand history about wine. So basically here they open the market to let's say people that will drink any kind of other beverage like beer or something like that to actually be thinking about buying one and using Yellowtail uh, as the main company. So that is for uh, the book review per se and then the last part I'm going to talk about another point. But just before jumping into our third point, I want to say that if I had to rate this book, definitely I would rate it 5 out of 5. I really loved it. I actually read it twice. It is very simple. It is very easy to understand. Again, like I said, they use many, many, many um, examples across industries, which is very good because for me, for instance, that's how I learned the best by really thinking and understanding how in the real world strategy or even ideas are being applied. So I really love that way of writing and it is not very long. Like I read most of my books, um, I actually listen to them with audiobooks and it took me six hours. So I mean, but again, I'm sure it's very uh, quick to read as well. So I really loved it, uh, the way it's written, uh, the concrete examples again, and even the idea behind it that even helped me understand how to structure my business and even looking at my life as well differently uh, with the concept that, yes, I mean, you are very unique. So even if you're using a product that already exists, your opinion will always make a difference. So the last point of our episode today is going to be how to apply the blue ocean strategy to social media. So social media goes hand in hand with the four principles we just talked about. So the power a lot has shifted from organizations uh, to individuals. So when you look at the four principles we talked about, which is uh, market boundaries, big picture, new market space and strategy, that's exactly what social media does when you look at a business perspective. So basically, there is no market boundaries per se, because again, you're going worldwide posting whatever you want and your page is your page alone. So even the terms of uh, industries or even specific roles uh, are completely changing and you can feel it even in certain titles that you have new titles coming into the market because of that. So you are going to share content that are not going to be only for business transactions and sales, but you're going really to focus in having an audience and people to believe in what you're selling in order for you to actually have people following you in the long term, because that's really what you're aspiring to do. And social media really helps with that. The bigger picture, you know that you want to cross a certain number of posts, you know that you have number of followers that you want to have, and all of that helps a lot. And when it comes to new market space, uh, I would say not putting all your eggs in one basket, definitely something that social media helps a lot because of the different type of platforms. I mean, LinkedIn has a different type of people than Instagram, than Facebook. 
And even for me, for instance, I really always change what I write, whether it's on LinkedIn, on Instagram and on Facebook, it's very different. Maybe the picture will be the same, but the way the, what I'm going to write will be different. And sometimes even the emojis that I'm going to use are going to be different. So, and the reason for that is because the audience is not the same. A lot of people are not comfortable having a LinkedIn because of the professional experience. And a lot of people just enjoy being more on Instagram because they feel that it's, it's truer to them. So this is really something that I really love and really enjoy about social media is the different type of platform where you can really be yourself and really share what is true to you anywhere that you want. So for instance, for me, Instagram is one of my favorite platforms because uh, I post twice a week and mental health is something that really uh, matters a lot to me. And I'm able to share things that really make sense, not only from a personal perspective, but also linked to my business uh, every single week, along with my articles. So, yeah, this is really something that, again, uh, when it comes to strategy, um, without really detailing, because, again, uh, your strategy will depend on what you really want to do with your company, but understanding on social media, the algorithm, uh, the different analytics will also help you, hashtags, etc. I've talked about it on my social media episode. Uh, this also is part of what is called the blue ocean strategy because for sure it will get you closer to a market space that hasn't been touched yet. So that is it for our episode for this week. I really hope you enjoyed this topic, our second book review, Blue Ocean Strategy. I really encourage you to read it and just let me know what you think. I would love to know actually if you liked it or not. Uh, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and it brought value to your life. I thank you and I appreciate your time and I appreciate you. And I appreciate you tuning in every single week for my episode. So thank you very much for that. I wish you an amazing Tuesday and an amazing week. And I will talk to you again next Tuesday. Thank you very much and bye.